You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friends? How exciting is it to be in the house of God this morning? What an awesome time of praise and worship, communion and giving. How good is our God, hey? Well, I'm so excited to bring week three of our new series. So we heard an amazing message in the new year from Pastor Rachel about new beginnings. Last week from Pastor Lee about new hope. And this week, as Pastor Nay said, if you're taking notes, the title of my message is New Directions. Now, if you're a like Naughty's music fan, not One Direction, not the band, New Directions. <laughs> Dad joke, I can't pull them yet, can I? <laughs> So when I was in high school, um, we did some like outdoor ed sort of camps where we had to like do some orienteering, like you have a map and a compass and some directions and you've got to get from like one point to another. So we started a campsite, we had to go through the jungle and end up at this hut or shelter. Now we were teenagers, so we were like, oh yeah, we know what we're doing, like we can loosely follow these directions, we don't have to follow it to a T. And we ended up off the path. So like we're meant to be on this clear path through the jungle, but we ended up like climbing through the trees and walking through the bush. Um... Thankfully, we got there safely because I'm here today to tell the story. But when we got to the hut or shelter, finally, what we realised is by only veering off a degree or two off what the compass was saying to do, we were like probably a good kilometre away from where we were meant to be, like in the east direction. And you know, this memory reminded me of how important directions are, like how important it is to follow directions. Maybe you've never been like camping or interior. Consider a flat pack assembly. Has anyone assembled a flat pack of furniture before? Most people, there's generally two types of people in the world. Those who like pull everything out from the box, try and put it all together and then kind of go, I'm a bit stuck here. Let me look at the instructions now. Let me look at the directions now. Be honest now, who's those people here? (laughs) Yeah, it's like, I got this, I got this. And then there's the other type of people, I'm more like that person. It's like, I better study these instructions really well first, read them, make sure I know what to do, follow the directions. So hopefully I can successfully put together that piece of furniture. Look, there are exceptions to the rule. There's those spatial mechanical geniuses who can just like look at it and go like, and it's done. But you are the exception to the rule. As a general, there's two types of people in the world. Same thing with recipes, people who wing it or people who follow the instructions, follow directions to a T. See friends, directions keep us on track. Directions help us achieve what we need to do. Directions enable us to get the best outcome possible for the actions we put in. So we need directions. Directions are important. But it's interesting because the word direction can have multiple meanings. See, it can mean like the direction you're going in. So the course that you're going in, the car went in that direction. But it can also mean a direction like a guidance or an instruction. I need a direction for to get that project finished. Friends, as followers of Jesus, we have this opportunity to have both types of directions from God. He can lead us in a new direction in where we're going. But he can also give us directions, guidance and instructions in what we're doing for all aspects of our lives, for our work, for our relationships, for our families, for our health, for our finances, for our children, for our decisions, for our plans. So I ask you the question in this new year, what new direction would you like to go in? What new directions have you got from God? Or what new direction would you like to have from God? Our scripture for this new series, Isaiah 43, 19, for I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Rivers, pathways, 
they lead somewhere. They speak of direction. My friend, God has direction for your life. In areas where we may feel dry or that we're walking in the wasteland in the wilderness, He has a new direction for you. He has an instruction. He has guidance for you. He promises to lead and guide us. In Psalm 32, 8, it says, The Lord says, I will teach you and guide you in the way you should live. I will watch over you and be your guide. In Psalm 37, verse 23, The Lord directs the step of the godly. He directs your steps and my steps. He delights in every detail of our lives. That the creator of the universe delights in directing you in the way you should go. So my friends, what is one area you would like God to give you direction in this year? I'll ask you again. What is one area you would like God to give you direction in this year? Once we've got that direction though, how do we receive it? When we've got it, what do we then do with it? Well, let's look in the account in in the Bible where Peter received Jesus' new direction. We're reading from Luke chapter 5, if you're following along your Bible. Starting at verse 1. One day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed into him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, who's also known as Peter, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. So the crowds were around Jesus. We'll set the scene here. So they could hear him properly, he decides that going out to the water is the best way to speak to them. He sees Peter and some others fishing, and he says to Peter, will you take me out in your boat? They were cleaning their nets near their boats, because this is what you normally do in the daytime as a fisherman. The fishing was done at night, the cleaning of the nets was done in the day. Once they push out into the water, Jesus teaches the people from there. Let's continue the story in Luke 5 verse 4. When he, Jesus, had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper and let your nets down to catch some fish. Go out where it is deeper and let your nets down to catch some fish. Master, Simon or Peter replied, We've worked hard all night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, but if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. See, Peter was a fisherman. Jesus' background was carpentry. So really of the two of them, Peter probably knew a bit more about fishing. So he could have been like, I think I know about the best optimal conditions to fish in while we go out and fish in deeper water. But this is not Peter's response. I love Peter's heart. He's very honest with Jesus. We've worked, all hard, worked hard all night and haven't caught anything in verse 5. Friends, you and I can be honest with Jesus. You know, for us today, it might be, he's saying, I've been persisting in seeing something new. I've been persisting in seeing something shift in my situation with my family, with my loved one, my relationship, with my workplace, with my situation, but I'm yet to see an outcome. You can be honest with Jesus. Hey, first, can I encourage you? Well done for staying the course in seeing that direction come to pass. See, the reality is though Peter hadn't caught anything, he and the other fishermen were still cleaning their nets in preparation to go out fishing again. They hadn't yet seen the outcome, but they were still doing what they were meant to do. You and I, it's the same for you and I. Well done for staying the course, for staying on track, for hearing direction. Friends, in the waiting, in the process, keep cleaning your nets. Keep going out fishing. Stay the course, stay in the process. Know that God has got you. He's equipping you and training you. And in His perfect timing, He will give you a new direction, just like He did with Peter. 
go out into the deeper waters and fish there. That was the new direction. Go out into the deeper waters and fish there. What's your new direction? See, I once again love Peter's response to Jesus. He says, we fished all night and haven't caught anything. But if you say so. But if you say so, Jesus. See, in the New King James Version, the way it's translated is, nevertheless, at your word. Nevertheless, at your word, Jesus, I will go out to the deeper waters. What does it sound like for us today? It might be, yes, I'm yet to see the outcome. Yes, I'm staying the course. Nevertheless, at your word, I will follow through on this direction. I will follow it and I will trust. Friends, Peter chose to follow Jesus' direction. Peter chose to follow this new direction of go and fish in deeper waters. He could have just heard the direction. He could have just heard Jesus say that and do nothing about it. He actually had to go out into those deeper waters and fish in order to see the outcome. Friends, new directions, new directions require actions. New directions require actions. So what does this mean for you and I today? We can receive direction from God. You and I can receive direction from God. How encouraging is that? We heard this scripture in the giving. Isaiah 30, 21. Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the left or the right. In other versions say, this is the way to go. Walk in it. Walking speaks of action. See, we can receive the direction, but new direction requires action. You and I can choose to follow Jesus' new direction. Can I encourage you once again, just by being here today, you're already following directions. Jesus said not to, not to give up meeting together as a church. So you're already actioning following Jesus' directions. But what is God's direction to you? What is He calling you to action? What do you have to choose to follow? Hey, if you don't know yet, that's okay. God will give you His new direction. But what does this look like? See, because all well and good for Peter, right? He was like meeting Jesus face to face. But what does it mean for us today? How do we receive God's instruction? How do we receive Jesus' new directions today? Through Holy Spirit leading and guiding us. Jesus promised Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. In John 14, 26, it says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom my Father will send my name, He will teach you all things and remind you of all that I've said to you. This is what Jesus is promising. And same thing in John 16, 13. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. What an amazing promise we have, my friends, that the Holy Spirit will teach us, remind us of Jesus' directions, guide us and speak to us. And can I encourage you, this is not for a select few. I think sometimes we have this idea that like, oh, maybe it's the pastors or the leaders or certain people that God speaks to you. But Jesus said the Holy Spirit is for everyone, for each and every one of us. He is our teacher and our guide. So how does Holy Spirit speak to us? It can be different for different people. You know, in the Bible, some people heard audible sound. Samuel heard the voice of God. Jacob, Paul, Daniel had visions and dreams. Often I find for me, it's like a thought or impression. Like Pastor Nay said, she just had this thought or impression that she had to take the genes back. Something stands out when you're reading his word or when you're listening to a sermon or podcast. That's God speaking to you. But how do you know when he's, when he's speaking versus what's a random thought? Well, can I encourage you? A few tips that I've learned is that his, when he speaks to you, it's always in line with his word. Always lines up with the truth of the Bible. When God speaks to you, it's not to condemn you or shame you or guilt trip you. 
There may be things that are challenging, that we have to wrestle with, that we have to work through, but it's always for our good. When God speaks, it's not necessarily something you would think of yourself. Like it may be something that you need to step out of your comfort zone, doing something that you normally wouldn't do. And when God speaks to you, you can't shake it. It takes a hold of you. You know, that, that experience that Pastor Nea had, that it took a hold of her. But as she actioned it, when you action God's direction, it brings such joy, such peace, such freedom, <sighs> sigh of relief. You've done what God asked you to do. See, friends, I'm on this journey with you as well. Like, I too have this new direction from Jesus. And to be honest, I wrestle with it a little bit. Like, that's the truth about it. I had the thought, the question from Holy Spirit, can you learn to lay down the principle of reciprocity? Now, that's a hard one to expand. The, the follow-on question, the follow-on thought with it is, can you learn to love unconditionally, not expecting anything in return? Or also, can you learn to receive without feeling like you owe someone something? It's a hard one because like as humans, like my subject, we're very conditioned to this social principle of reciprocity. It's like, oh, if I give someone something, they should probably give me something back in return. Or if I receive something, I need to do something back for this person. But see what Holy Spirit was teaching me, what he was directing me was that Jesus operates outside the principle of reciprocity. When Jesus went to the cross, he wasn't expecting you to do something for him. He went to the cross because of his great love for you and I. He died and he was buried. He rose again. So you and I could be restored to right relationship, not because he expected something in return. Now, I'm not Jesus, but he wanted to put me on that journey of learning to be more like Jesus because we emulate the one we follow. So to be honest, I said to, to Holy Spirit, I was like, can I actually do this? Like, I actually don't know. But do you know what? As I said yes, this new direction, as I chose to act on it, he gave me the ability. He gave me the strength. There was this real excitement that, oh, what, what can I do for this person? What gift can I get for that person? What can I do for these people? Like, what an incredible joy that God gave me. See, the new direction is not e always easy to walk in. But as I said yes to him, there's such a joy, there's such a freedom, there's such an authority that comes with it. There's outcome that comes with it. And I'm seeing something shift in me and shift in the people, in the lives of people around me. But just like I asked Jesus, can I actually do this? What question has God got you sitting in? I had to ask, have the question asked, can I lay down the principle of reciprocity? What question does God have you sitting in? Again, if you don't know, that's okay. You can ask him the question. What question are you giving me? Beware, though. <laughs> you never know what he's going to say to you. <laughs> you have been warned. Nah, it's all good. Can I encourage you, though? Follow his direction. Because it'll bring you the best outcomes for your life. New directions require action. We can choose to follow Jesus' new direction. But what is this outcome I speak of? Let's keep reading in Luke chapter 5, in verse 6. And this time, their nets were so full, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. What an amazing outcome. Following Jesus' directions led to an amazing outcome. Something supernatural, something miraculous. From zero fish of counting, from fishing all night, to this overflow of fish that they were, their boats were about to sink. Friends, the same applies for us today. Following Jesus' instructions will bring about amazing outcomes. Where there was working hard all night, Jesus brought about an outcome in an instant. See, as we action His directions, He takes charge. His power, His ability, His might operates in mighty ways. 
When Jesus is involved, he causes us to thrive. Spoiler alert though, it doesn't mean the road is always trouble-free and they receive all these amazing outcomes instantaneously. Sometimes there's a period where it feels like it's just hard work, where you're just working hard. But can I encourage you to know that God is working all things together? He's got your best and highest at mind. He will work all things out for good. This is our promise in Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works together. All things, God works together for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. See, I've seen the evidence of this in my own life, around the building of my house. I feel like I've been talking about this for the last three or four years because it has been the last three or four years. And it's still not completely there. Like it's still in the process. Feels like waiting and waiting and waiting. But do you know what? As I've continued to action each and every direction that God has given me, I continue to see the supernatural happen. From not having an increase to the base price to the site start potentially looking where it's warmer weather, dry weather. Like God is doing the supernatural and the small and the big things. So can I encourage you, as we follow His directions, as we action His directions, we see amazing outcomes. But see, the big catch of fish was supernatural. That was pretty cool. But can I encourage you, there was an even greater outcome. In Luke chapter 5, verses 8 to 10, we see Peter, James, and John being like terrified by what they've seen, this supernatural catch of fish. They're amazed, they're awestruck, probably a little bit terrified and afraid of what they had witnessed. But in Luke 5, 10 and 11... Jesus reassures them. Jesus replied to Simon or Peter, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they had landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. See, following Jesus' new direction also led to Peter's life going in a new direction. From being a fisherman, he became a disciple of Jesus. It changed the trajectory of his life and that of James and John's as well. They left everything and followed Jesus. They walked closely with Jesus for all His earthly life. They saw miraculous things happen. They did miraculous things with and for God after Jesus left the Word, after Jesus left the earth. The trajectory of their lives was altered dramatically because they followed Jesus' directions. So what's the outcome of us following Jesus' directions? Following Jesus' directions alters the trajectory of lives, my friend. I've seen it in my life and the lives of many around me. Following His directions leads to new beginnings that we heard about. It brings new hope. It creates new possibilities. Look, the reality is new directions change. It can make us feel unsettled or uncertain. Again, as humans, we're used to the familiar. Stepping out of our comfort zone, stepping into change can feel unsettled, unsettling. But can I encourage you, though we have those feelings, we don't have to stay in that place. We can acknowledge those feelings. I feel unsettled. I feel uncertain. But God, will you help me change the way I think? Will you renew my mind as it says in Romans 12, 1, that we can change the way you think? So though we may have those feelings, our thought life is changed. So we can sit with the feeling, but not let the thought catch us because the thought then can change our behaviours. So can we sit in that place where we say, I have this feeling, I'm uncertain, but I'm going to line my thoughts up with your word. That will then affect my behaviour. That then allows me to action what direction you're putting me in. Can I also encourage you that Jesus has promised to never leave us. Jesus has promised to be with us. See, I love His reassurance in verse 10. Don't be afraid. And then He gives them directions. From now on, you won't be fishing for fish anymore. You'll be fishing for people. See, as we choose to follow Jesus' directions, He leads us and guides us. He promises to never leave us. He is faithful and true. 
as we step out in what He is saying, as we step out in action what He's directed us to, He will empower us and strengthen us. You know, as I wrap up this morning, let me finish with sharing about a story about how in my own life I saw walking in a new direction bringing a trajectory change in my life. About seven years ago, I was quite burnt out from working full-time in pharmacy and I'd carried a fair bit of hurt and offence from a broken relationship. I ended up resigning from my job in pharmacy and those who've been here for a while, you know, I left Geelong and went overseas and volunteered for a year with Youth of the Mission, a missions organisation, as well as some stuff with my family in Malaysia. And I've shared before how God did an amazing work of restoration in my life. But see, what you might have heard before is at the end of the year, I wasn't really sure I was going to come back to Geelong. Like I wasn't really sure what my next step was. And I remember getting a new direction from God that I needed to come back to Geelong. But see, with the direction came back, came the why, that I needed to work towards reconciliation in that relationship. But that also I'd left work and even left here Gateway in probably not the right way, that I had to come back and there needed to be some reconciliation, restoration that took place. But see, with those new directions to come back to Geelong came new action that had to take place. I had to have a conversation with my old boss, a tough conversation about how working full-time had been a negative thing for me, but could I possibly come back in a part-time capacity? I had to have a tough conversation with the friend who we had that broken relationship to try and work towards restoration. I had to look for a place to live. There was new actions that are involved with that. But you know, as I said yes to actioning, that God gave me continual direction and things to action. You know, I remember Pastor Rachel at that time was building a house in Leopold. And I remember sending her a message on Messenger and saying, hey, is there any chance you'd be looking for a housemate? And I remember there was such an excitement in her as well. And we were like, yes, we're going to live together. And from that, Pastor Rachel, Pastor Azi and I ended up being housemates for a couple of years. And our relationship grew from there. You know, I was able to have that tough conversation with my boss and come back into part-time work with the company that I still work with today. And there's such a joy at working for them. It's such a different trajectory to how, how I felt like seven or eight years ago when I worked for them. But, you know, coming back to Geelong also just allowed me to build a relationship with so many amazing people, from people on my basketball team, from people at the gym, from people here at church, from people in my workplace. Like, and I think about that, like that never would have happened if I hadn't come back to Geelong. See, Jesus altered the trajectory of my life when He gave me a new direction to come back here. Like I could have gone anywhere. Like I was like, oh, maybe I'm gung-ho for missions. I'm going to go and live somewhere in this foreign nation and do missions. Like that was actually something I thought might be the thing to do. But you know, following Jesus' new direction, it set me on the path where I'm on today. It set me on this abundant life that I live today, this life of joy, freedom, a life where I'm working through and have worked through and continue to work through brokenness, hurts, offence. That's the power of following Jesus' instructions. See, following Jesus' new directions alter the trajectory of my life for the better. But that's not unique to me. That's available for each and every one of us. So my friend, what is God's new direction to you? What question has He got you sitting in? What new direction do you need to action? Can I encourage you to follow His direction? Because in His goodness, in His faithfulness, He will bring about amazing outcomes. And He will take you in an amazing direction with new trajectories. 
So let's pray. Dear Jesus, I thank you that you have promised to lead us and guide us. And I thank you that as you give us new directions, as you give us questions to sit in, Holy Spirit, that you will give us the strength and ability to step into those things, to follow through with action. Holy Spirit, I know you are speaking to people's hearts and stirring people's hearts. And I declare such clarity, such confidence in the word you are saying to people that they will take the word and they will run with it. That they will hear the word, this is the way, walk in it. And they will choose that. For your new directions bring about new outcomes and altered trajectories. Thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, before we go further on this morning, I wanted to give you an opportunity, if this is your first time to church or maybe you haven't, heard about Jesus before, whether you're watching online or here in the room. See, the first direction, the first new direction you can have, the first trajectory change in your life you can have is being in a relationship with God. And you might kind of go, oh, what does that mean? Like God is not a physical person here in the room. How do I be in relationship with Him? But relationship with God is where you acknowledge that you need Him in your life. You need Him to lead you and guide you, that you need His strength, His guidance. And as you come into relationship with Jesus, He gives you His strength, He gives you His peace, His love, His guidance, His strength, His provision for each and every day. This is possibly one of the biggest trajectory changes you can make in your life from saying yes to saying yes to relationship with Jesus. So if you're here, you're watching on here in the room or you're watching online, we as a church together are gonna say a prayer, a prayer that asks Jesus to lead us in our life, to be in relationship with Jesus. So church, would you join with me as we pray and repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you that you came to the earth, that you lived, you died and were buried and rose again so I could be in relationship with you. I acknowledge today that I need you and I ask you to come into my life and lead me and guide me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.